Hi, this is Damon Pistolka, host of the Faces of Business podcast, where we talk to interesting people about life and business. We cover their backgrounds, obstacles they've encountered, and find out what drives them. Along the way, our guests share nuggets you can use to drive your success. Reach me directly, D-A-M-O-N at ExitYourWay.us, or check out our website, ExitYourWay.us, for more information. I hope you enjoy our show. All right, everyone. Thank you once again for joining us on the Exit Way Roundtable. With us today, we have Suzanne Taylor King. Welcome, Suzanne. Hey. Awesome. Awesome to have you here. Excited Andrew, to be here. Oh, awesome. Sorry. I that's okay. Uh, interrupted you guys. Rude. But uh uh Andrew. You're with us today. Awesome to see you as well. Always, always wanting to have advice on. on fitness so I could use it. So, Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're going to learn a little about fitness. That's good. Well, thanks for stopping by, Suzanne. Yeah. I, I will. I, I have way too much coffee because I'm talking over everyone all the time. Oh, that's uh, usually me too. That's the only vice that I'm left with. Slowly bring up. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my doctor, this is funny. So I get my, this is my physical time of the year. And I've lost a lot of weight over the last couple of years, but it's been a good good thing. So my doctor, I get the thing back from my doctor. The doctor says, hey, you should cut out red meat. You should take, you know, cut diet sodas out of your thing. Because I'm looking at my test results. And I'm like, this is better than it's been in a gazillion years. What are you talking about? I said, I'm like, this is, this is rock star status for me. Uh-huh. And, and it's, uh, yeah. Anyway, so. And well, just- the red meat, I would say keep the red meat as long as it's good quality yeah. and get rid of the diet soda. That was my kryptonite. I haven't had a diet soda like in a month. I have like, I used to drink them like they were like water, right? Mm-hmm. Now I have once, like literally maybe a month. So they oh, that's good. Paste. I cut all sugars out of my diet just about, other than a little bit here or there. So it's awesome. And tell me, do you feel different mentally? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't have to sleep as much. I, there's just all kinds of things that are different. Mm-hmm. Ideas yeah. and clarity and focus. Yeah. 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 Love it. Energy. Andrew, Andrew does the fasting too. I got to start trying that. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty comfortable with it. I was actually kind of naturally that way. Uh, before I'd actually make myself eat breakfast uh, because everybody said you should. Mm-hmm. And I never felt a desire to do that. I'd always eat, I'd get pretty hungry around lunchtime and eat a big lunch. Um, so really it's nothing for me to go uh, till two o'clock is my time. Um, and then I'll eat something light. Um, and then, you know, and I have kind of whatever, not whatever within reason, but I have whatever I like for dinner mm-hmm. uh, and that's it. And then cut off the calories at a certain time, uh, nine o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah and- I found that cutting it off, um, by six or seven improves my sleep so much, so much. I mean, just not having anything in my digestive system at nighttime mm-hmm. has really made a big difference in my sleep quality yeah i can't cut off the wine that early though (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying (laughs) i've not figured out how to do that yet oh this is is awesome yeah (laughs) i i 
I, yeah. That, that's only, something I just don't keep in the house. Yeah. Often. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Cause one seems to lead to you thinking that two is a good idea. And then two, it's like, you might as well just finish the bottle. Yeah. Yeah. It is a, it is a gateway substance. It is. <laughs> but for I, sure. Gateway to more. Yeah. It, it, it <laughs> your energy away. Well, yeah. Found too. That's the, you know, when I make the most progress on my fitness is when I do curtail yes. the alcohol, uh, especially because it does affect sleep too. So the whole spiral starts without energy the next day because you're, you're just And it not. does, it affects your snacking judgment as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> There's the, the munchies. Yeah. <laughs> it, it hits my sleep so hard that I, that's why I don't drink a lot. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 I just have fitful sleep. You just what? So I need to do it. But anyway, back to the, yeah. back to what we were here talking about. <laughs> I know we're just talking about health and and stuff, and it's great, Suzanne, because that's what you do. Explain yes. us a little bit about about your background and kind of lead us up to what brought you here today. Well, I started um, my life after college as a dental hygienist. Mm -hmm. And over those 20 years, I really uh, noticed that most of my patients were very unhealthy, had a lot of inflammation in their bodies, a lot of chronic conditions, you know, diabetes, high blood pressure. Um, and I could tell so much from just looking at their medical history and then taking an observational look at them, you know, skin, fingernails, teeth, gums, you know, all of that. Yeah. And I realized that I had a really cool intuitive ability to kind of look at their medical history and then talk to them and say, oh, well, have you thought about this? And have you thought about that? And have you ever tried this? And so I became kind of like interested in learning more about what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I started studying nutrition and I was always active and fit. And when I hit about 35, my mom passed away very unhealthily. And I just kind of decided, you know, it was time to tweak my own fitness and nutrition. And I started teaching exercise classes and doing crazy, you know, 5Ks and Spartan races and mm -hmm. tough mutters and, you know, hanging out with uh, a group of guys snowboarding and mountain biking um, because girls weren't doing stuff like that then you know yeah. it's kind of living the laptop lifestyle before there was laptops yeah. um so i'm showing my age there a little bit um and that translated i realized i was helping people with their fitness and their nutrition and 85 90 percent of what i was doing was up here with people's yeah. mindsets mm -hmm. so that led me to the discovery of positive psychology and I dove into that study of that for three to four years and really kind of crafted my business to focus more on life coaching and that all around wellness view of life, um, having a positive mindset, gratitude, forgiveness, you know, all the things positive psychology tells us increases our well being and our zest for life. And I've had businesses over the last, uh, 25, 30 years. 
And so the combination of the two, I ended up coaching a lot of entrepreneurs. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So when you started doing what you do, and, and I'm going to butcher, you're going to have to help me. You made up a word to describe <laughs> what you do. And can you say it what, yeah. once again? Yeah. Eudaimonologist. Eudaimonologist. So, there yes. I did. Eudaimonologist. Eudaimonologist. Yes. So that word came to me about two years ago, two and a half years ago. I started working with my coach and he is a, he's not really, he doesn't call himself a coach. He calls himself a philosopher and he's a stoic philosopher. So he studies that ancient Greek yeah. philosophy. And one of the words that really stuck out to me, well, two, arete. Uh, which is living as the best version of yourself, and then eudaimonia. And if positive psychology was invented, you know, back then, it would have been called eudaimonology because that word in ancient Greek actually means the study of a good soul. So mm. the study of what is right with people and I just kind of decided it just resonated so much with what I do with entrepreneurs, with businesses and taking teams of people and helping them communicate and live more authentically and grow together. I was like, this is what I do. And I'm going to just make up a word. So I added ologist to yeah. it and I get more questions and more interactions because of that word and everybody that is working with my coach right now that has heard me say it they're like can i have that word I'm like sure <laughs> go ahead well that's cool yeah that's cool. well and you've got an interesting you know your background is interesting as you talked about you know doing your job as a dental hygienist and seeing the people's medical history and kind of seeing that and going into the the uh healthy living part of your what you do mm -hmm. uh, and it's really interesting how you combine that then with the mental coaching uh, that you do so can you explain a little bit about that and how it kind yeah, of yeah i i think well first of all i want to just say it was a very confusing road when it was happening so when i was in the thick of trying to figure out who i was as a coach as a business mentor um i had a couple really successful businesses in the 90s, you know, before social media. So I, I know all that stuff about franchising and growing a business uh, before social media. Yeah. And I, I think that combination, I, I was left kind of, well, what am I going to do with all this, you know, little bit of holistic health knowledge, aromatherapy knowledge, energy medicine knowledge, like how am I going to combine all of that to operate in my zone of genius and yeah. it it was really a long and twisted kind of path to find that mm -hmm. and it was truly by becoming the best version of myself eating moving sleeping getting back into my meditation practice that clarity came a couple years ago and i was like oh I don't I don't have to just be one thing. I can be all of that to people. And the mindset piece, 
they're the people that are successful. The people who change their mindset about food are the ones that can give up sugar. The people who change their mindset about alcohol and needing it, you know, same with cigarettes, any, any habit that's kind of your kryptonite. Like for me, it was Diet Coke. I just became a person who didn't drink Diet Coke anymore. Yeah. And, and there's some in my garage right now. And, yeah. you know, when I walk out into my garage, I see it and I'm like, hmm. There, there's that a garbage taste. can out there too, right? There was what? There's a garbage can out there too. There is. There is. Go. But, you know, we had a party and, and there's soda in the house. Yeah. yeah. And I look at those opportunities to, to see my old kryptonite and say, oh, hi, I see you over there. Yeah. But Stu doesn't drink you anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like I'm able to, you know, kind of consciously observe and say, hmm, you know, I haven't had one of those in eight or nine years. Why would I need one now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very yeah. good. That's interesting. There's not a need there after that long. That's for sure. No, no. But there's still there's still something that. There's still something that you you see it and hmm, would that taste good right now? Yeah, probably, but no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's it's amazing though. It's a, it's amazing that if you can do that, mm-hmm. it, 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 and it is like you said. You you said one thing there. I'm not the person that does that anymore. Yeah. And that is a mindset shift that if you can make that it's really that's what you have to do i don't i don't i don't think you can make a sustainable life change if you don't do that no and that's truly this the steps of cultivating you know willpower you know a lot of people think oh i don't have willpower and you do no i've just cultivated mine and practiced 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 and then rewarded myself when i do really well so mm-hmm. just those little times of kind of self celebration, mm-hmm. uh, all of my clients get used to celebrating when they make those small accomplishments yeah. and whether it's exercising, whether it's meditating, whether it's just, you know, eating healthy for one day, you learn to celebrate that and that releases dopamine and serotonin, just, you know, making a fist and going, yes. I did it. Yes, I stood strong against the Diet Coke, right? And just doing that releases a little bit of dopamine and it reinforces those good habits. And as soon as I learned that, I was like, oh, so I could actually get and help people get addicted to their good habits by just learning to celebrate those accomplishments. And then you celebrate with other people, it makes it even more powerful. So I noticed too, like um, when I've been successful doing that, (laughs) not Mm -hmm. always, um, you know, and then especially with, with eating and we eat better now than than I did, you know, 10 years ago. Now I look back at some of the stuff I ate and it it doesn't even, if I ever go back to try it, I don't even know how I even, Mm -hmm you know, did, you know, like that or in the first place, it's, do you get that or is it? Oh, yes. Uh, I mean, I think about my college days, uh, 
we all used to go to Taco Bell like three times a week. And yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't even. It's yeah. okay. One of our sponsors, so we can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry about that, Taco Bell. <laughs> I could still appreciate a good taco, but I'd rather make it myself. Yeah. And yeah. know where my meat came from. <laughs> that, that's sure. all I have to say about that. It's more yeah. about me knowing too much. And I think once you know about processed foods and sugar content and all of that, you, you can't unlearn it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt. Well, at least you know, it was me, you know, when you, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's, that's one of the things I think that, that if, when we made the switch a couple of years ago and we started eating better and, and, and honestly, it's a lot easier when you don't have kids in the house too, but mm -hmm. if you can get them all to eat good, more power to you. But, but what you really realize is you watch other people as you shop for groceries and you look and you go, it just, you just look at the carts mm -hmm. and you look at the people and you go, they are not going to make it till 70. I and, do it all the time. And you and, look and you, notice. Yeah. 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 And you know, you've got fresh stuff. And, and, and then when you look at what you're putting in your, in your cart, you think about it. I know this is an apple. It's pretty hard to process an apple. <laughs> I know what it is. You know, there's some other things behind, you know, meats and, and milks and, you know, things like that. But, but I think really just getting back to buying basic, fundamental uh, foundational items and cooking with them yeah is is e it's easier to be healthy that way well i think most people are shocked to learn you know that if they want to eat healthier if they want to lose weight and, you know and for women uh, nine times out of ten the motivation to eat healthier is for an extrinsic goal. Like I want to fit in a pair of jeans or I want to look a certain way, or I've gained weight. I don't like how I look instead of focusing on the intrinsic value of eating better, the energy, the focus, the better sleep, the improved memory, just the improved cognitive function that my clients have at work is worth them staying eating better and meditating and doing their morning routine. And they typically have resistance. You know, somebody comes to me for business advice. They have resistance about me making changes to their home life. And once they see how much it's connected, it, it's just a magical place. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's going to lead us into, um, you know, you work a lot with entrepreneurs and mm -hmm. business people like ourselves is it because we just need to help that much or there's a lot of work to well, do <laughs> i I, th I think we spend and i say we and i'm sitting down tonight only because i was standing at my standing desk all day today um mm -hmm. we spend a lot of time sitting and mm -hmm. we spend a lot of time on electronics and yeah. i think you know, digital detoxing is something I have everybody do for at least a short time in working together. Um, and that's based on the work of Cal Newport, digital minimalism, which I love. And I, I think realizing that you're spending 10 hours a day on some sort of device, 
And then realizing that when you get home from work, you're sitting in front of the TV and you're checking more time on a device, it really makes you realize that what the heck did we do before all of this? <laughs> you know, what do we do with our time? What did we do? We were spending that time more connected to our families or our friends or actually in conversation with people instead of messaging or commenting on social media. So I really like to have people get back in touch with who they were before that phone was in their hand, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I can remember those days, you know, I can remember the day before you had cell phones. Mm -hmm. I, had, I was thinking about that. Uh, I was, I did a presentation, I don't know, a week or so ago for uh, the, the SBA in Buffalo, New York. And, and I was going through digital history. So I was looking at, you know, when, when the cell phone actually came out. And, and uh, I can remember before that when it is, mm -hmm. like you said, you were out with your friends and nobody had a phone. It's just you made the plan and showed yeah. up. There. I had and, the brick phone thing. But I remember we spent, you know, we'd spend three hours in the office taking calls in the morning. Mm -hmm. And we were, that was on the landline at the desk. Yeah. Yep. It's the same thing, really. But yeah. I, I don't go far back before phones, so I do. Well, I, I remember one when I was about 24, and I won't say what year it was. Um, I took off for a winter season to go live at a ski resort. And I bartended a couple nights a week to pay for food and my lift tickets. And I did not watch TV from January. And my last day snowboarding was May 26th that yeah. season. So I had 120 days on the slope that season. I barely scraped by with my bartending money. And it was the best time of my life with no inputs, none. Yeah. There was no news. There was no TV shows. There was no drama. There was, I, I mean, just my very close-knit group of friends that I hung out with. Yeah. And, I mean, so much time in nature and so much time in quiet. Yeah. I really learned who I was as a person. And I think that's what cultivated just this self-confidence and that desire to do something for myself. And my first business was started not too long after that. Wow. May I ask which ski resort? Yeah. Mammoth Lakes, California. I'm, I'm coming to you live here from Park City. Nice. I'm out of, so. Been there. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I know what you're, I know where you're coming from. <laughs> it's yeah. a little more corporate now out there, but you can yeah. still, when you get up to the, when you get up to the highest points on the uh, on the mountain, there there's no cell service. So that's, yeah, it's not that's not terrible. I mean, it wasn't even an option. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it was just a really. I mean, it was a very scary time for my parents. I remember them thinking, "Well, you're going to drive across the country in a car by yourself with your dog, like." what if something happens? And I was like, ah, who cares? Like what's, what could happen? Yeah. Yeah. It's a different yeah. time. For yeah, sure. totally. totally. 
So what's what's one of the problems that you see that's that's more common in business people? I'd say the number one is over over um, trying to overachieve at every day. So the demands, you know, the overwhelm, um, the to-do list is, you know, 20 miles long delegation issues, which I definitely suffered with that. Uh, had a hard time delegating, you know, people I would delegate to would make a mistake and I'd be, yeah. geez. And I think that's the number one. And then digital, you know, time spent. If you're working, building a business and you're spending 10, 12, 14 hours a day, um, you neglect your health, you neglect your family, you neglect your hobbies and your exercise. And I think poor health is really rampant the first five years in a business. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely, definitely. Yeah. I think too that, um, you know, if you pay attention to it as well too, you can, if you can convince yourself to pull back from some of that mm-hmm. and cut out some of that time for your mental health and fitness at the end of the day, you'll find out you got more done anyways. If yeah. you're, in with yes, but you don't believe that until you do it. Yeah, I know. You, very, you, very you absolutely is- think that that is nonsense and impossible until you actually do it. Yeah. And you do it. And I work less now than when my business made $20,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I won't say I work less quality, um, but I'm functioning at a higher level, I'm more efficient, and I delegate those $10, $20 an hour tasks to my assistant. So I'm able to kind of show up at that best version of yeah. myself. And that yeah. wouldn't be possible if I was still doing, you know, not scheduling social media, not having somebody help me, um, and not taking care of myself because yeah. I'd be in menopause brain fog somewhere. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, if you're running full throttle, you're going to crash. And when you do, there's a cost for that too, right? So there's a cost in time and productivity and performance and everything else. Absolutely. You know, it's a marathon, right? Not a a sprint. Everybody's focused on short-term gains. And it's great. It might exit your way too. We look at that a lot. You know, these are kind of the softer aspects in businesses and and culture Mm -hmm. that understand um, really how to get the best out of uh, your business and your people and the performance. And if they're not, they're not healthy and it doesn't, it doesn't do anybody any good. It's just costing you money every day. Yeah. And if they're, and if they're stressed because they're not getting their work done or they're not meeting deadlines or they're not making the sales that they want to make or charging what they want to, you know, charge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a big one, especially for coaches and consultants. You know, yeah. they struggle with what to charge. Uh, they want to get clients, so they bargain down their price or they lessen, you know, their value. And then they realize, oh my gosh, I have to serve 40 clients. And if I had just stuck with my, yeah. you know, pricing that I started at, I'd only be serving 20 clients. Yeah. yeah. Work, work smarter, not harder. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, it, it all it all puts comes together though. It all mm-hmm. comes together because you know, as we were talking about at the at the beginning, if you're in good health, you 
don't need to sleep as much. You're Ooh. much, more, you have much more energy. Now, I'm not saying that's all time to work, but if you do that in the combination of I'm in better in better health, and mm -hmm. I use the part of the day, like you said, for exercises, Andrew was talking, and mental health, as you were mentioning, you the the remainder that you're actually working is less. Yes. But it will appear to everyone else that you're working a lot more because you get so much more done because your brain is clear. You have mm -hmm. time to just think the thinking time. And, and we talk with a lot of people that talk about that and how important it is. And it, it's really something how that makes a difference. Well, I, I think that's the number one thing that people who aren't super close to me say to me is, oh my gosh, you're doing so much. Oh, you have so much happening in your business. I see this and I see this and I see this. And I'm like, Cool. Yeah, I've just been golfing for three days, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I I like telling people that, oh, that's how it looks. It it looks like I'm posting here and I'm doing this and I'm doing that, but I really only work about four hours a day. Yeah. And they're like, What? Really? Mm. Yes. And you know, if I have something coming up like a big project, then obviously it's it's more today. Tuesdays is a little bit more than four hours. Yeah. But people, I, I love that compliment because that means I'm doing the whole delegation scheduling thing. I'm using my software and my automations the right way that it feels like it's really me. Hmm. But really, it's my email that's emailing you. It's not Suzanne. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's set up way in advance. And I love that. I well, it's many people in any any kind of, you know, profession or sports or any kind of activity, you know, uh, arts that, you know, you watch the really, really great ones and they make it look easy. And it's not easy, but, you know, there's a different mindset to it in, in performance. What, what I find it's interesting, you know, it's really great here. If you could talk a little bit about this is because Exit Your Way, we really – you know, at, at some of the larger companies that have a lot of resources, they're very in tune with this, right? Mm -hmm. You know, but they want healthy people, A, just to reduce their healthcare costs. Yes. For one, you know, and then productivity, you know, they understand yeah. all that. We have the resources to hire, you know, um, divisions of people to come in and work with them. But how does this, you know, that's one of the things we try to do is we see this because we work with the big companies. But when, how do we take that to, the, the, you know, the small business owner? You know, that's exactly what I'm addressing with my new consulting firm that I've uh, put together. Uh, all the different experts that I've worked with over the years in my business. And I actually can go into a company with, you know, 100 or less employees mm -hmm. and give them a wellness program. So my husband works for Dell Computers and they have an amazing wellness program for their employees. It rewards mm -hmm. exercise, walking. It attaches to your Fitbit and, you know, the, they give away money and discounts on health insurance and cash back for different challenges. And I can actually do that for a smaller company with mm -hmm. amazing software that I have. And it can be branded for company, you know, so wow. I've done a couple law firms and I've done a couple yeah. big dental practices um, and some smaller like consulting firms that wanted to do wellness programs mm -hmm. and that the gamification of wellness is really appealing to people. Rewards are super appealing 
to people. You know, they want to participate if their coworkers are participating. And um, that combined with the right company to grow, meaning the right SEO, the right listings management, reputation management. Most most companies under 100 employees aren't doing those things. And you just shift, you know, a, a dental practice, for instance. Uh, I have a dental practice that has six doctors. And their website, all the grades that I give out for SEO listings, reputation, um, Google My Business listings, all of, I, I give grades, A, B, C, D, E, and F. And they got Fs across the board. Mm-hmm. And so it's a very visual thing, this report that I gave the dentist. And he said, well, my God, I'm, I'm, I'm spending $1,800 a month with my website person. And I still have a D in SEO. And I said, well, yeah. <laughs> and, sorry, but you're not you're not doing the right things that need to be done to increase your SEO mm-hmm. and you know really narrowing in on that has taken I don't have to spend time on social media connecting with people and attracting clients I can do stuff like this that I'm doing with you mm-hmm. because I know people are landing on my website whether I'm on social media or not yeah and I yeah. love that mm-hmm. yeah but I had to learn all that myself. And so now teaching it and paying it forward to business owners like me is yeah. so rewarding. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. why that, that's, that's a key principle is bringing it forward and, and doing like, you know, it, I, it, I've seen companies like um, with 30, 40 employees, you know, private, you know, privately owned the owners, they're working with them. Mm-hmm. And I, I've seen them do it the right way and the wrong way, but you know, to, for them to take maybe a day to do a retreat or mm-hmm. to do something for the, the welfare and benefit is very expensive. And there's, yeah. and that, you know, and that really, it also gets into their heads too. That, you know, we're falling behind. We're not working. You know, I, I can understand where they're coming from, but I've seen people do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and to me, that is the most enlightened entrepreneur, um, you know, uh, that, that, that's impressive because it's, it's another thing for, General Electric to take you know a couple of days off. They can afford right you know, to do these kind of things, um, but for someone that's their own money out of their own pocket, um, and and the, the competition's at the gates every day. Uh, in well, they own- have to understand the ROI of doing yeah. something like that's, that for their employees, whether it's you know a, a ten dollar per month per person wellness program that's all digital, mm-hmm. or it's actual you know, weekend retreat somewhere. Of course, that's a little bit more expensive. But to understand, I remember when my, my boss, I worked at the same dental office for 15 years, and he just retired, which is kind of surreal. Um, He took us all on a cruise, because we hit a monthly income goal that we decided we wanted to hit the employees, not him. We mm-hmm. decided we're mm-hmm. going to do a million dollars a month in this practice. Four dentists, six hygienists, and we figured it out how we were going to do it. We presented it to him, and we said, if we hit this three months in a row, we we want you to take us on a cruise or a vacation. He said, deal. Sure. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's a great story. That's really great because yeah. those are the kind of things. Um, yeah, you really can't see it. Uh, these aren't really tangible results. It's hard to measure. Um, but I think I've, I've seen it happen. The enlightened um, mm -hmm. entrepreneur knows how to step back. And, and, and these when people are healthy and they're, they're your army, they're coming in and, and they're, ready, yeah. they're ready to go to war for you yeah. in yeah. the best possible frame of mind with good health. Um, yeah, you're going to win. And, 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 and I can attest to it because I see it at the end, um, you know, when the buyers come in to look at a company to buy, and mm -hmm. that's, what, that's in our business, that human factor, they can tell. They don't have to. They just oh, do a yeah. walk around. Yeah. You can feel it in the air. Yeah. People are the right people um, or they're miserable. Um, yeah. If, there's that, if it's a misery culture, you know, um, if you want to know where the ROI is, because there's no deal going on there. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite things to do is a secret patient visit to my medical or dental practices um you know i'll make an appointment or yeah. um my partner um one of my consultants she'll make an appointment and we'll go and get our teeth cleaned and you know from the very beginning of the experience to the end you know what was it like to call what was it how long did i have to wait for an appointment how was i talked to mm -hmm. um when I said I had insurance or when I said I didn't have insurance, what, what was the feedback? And then the actual in-office vibe, is there eye contact? Is there warmth? Is there caring? Were finances discussed ahead of time or did I just, you know, get told when I was finished how much it was? And all of that comes into play to have a really successful yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be just a medical practice. You could have a bookstore and have an employee working there that was treating people badly or even worse, not treating people like anything at all. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you need to know that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is, it, it's interesting because when we started talking, we were talking about life and, coaching and health and and those kind of things but you know what you're talking about and how you really are helping people is holistically as as you as you talk and when you it it spills over into how you do business and and yeah. understanding the importance of doing business the right way be, just because it's a good you live it you need to do it you know in everything you do yeah. um it's really really cool thank you well, it's yeah. like you're, uh, um, you know, you sleep a lot of your life. Um, you, you might as well have a good bed to sleep in, right? So, oh, I could talk for a whole half hour on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You spend your, you know, a good portion of your life working, and mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, it, 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 there's no reason to be miserable, and you don't have to be. Yeah, you don't have to be. That's all a choice. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Choose your attitude. I think that was yeah. A new, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's the old fish story. If you read that one, have you? Yes. The, the one out of Seattle. So <laughs> I forget the name of the author. I can't remember. Yeah, I, just, I can't remember. Yeah, I love that old story. Fable yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's right too. on my shelf up there. Yeah. My, my mother gave it to me of all people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
that's what a PhD in education will do, I guess. So. I guess, I guess. But I, I, I think that when you choose to have fun with what you're doing, yeah, and the people around you, whether it's your coworkers, your employees, or your customers, they actually feel that that oh, you're yeah. that you're alive. I mean, nobody would ever accuse me of being quiet or depressed or not animated. Like I'm totally animated. I make faces all the time. I talk with my hands. Like right now, I'm sitting on my hands, so they're not like up here. Mm -hmm. um, and but that's part of why people want to work with me. And the ones that don't, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. I'm not the coach for you then. Um, but the ones who do hire me, it's because of the way I live my life. Mm -hmm. yep. And business knowledge is great. Degrees are great. I got a ton of them, but nobody's ever asked to see them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I spent so much time getting all those certifications. Honestly, there's, um, there's question that's that's questionable anymore. It is. It is. is. There's some real life skill and some some uh, more uh, uh, technical things that may may be better for some. I, I definitely believe that. Mm -hmm. uh, it is. It, you are. What you're saying though really resonates with us. I mean, we really we are not the right fit for some of the, some clients that come to us and we we politely tell them that because you know they're not gonna they're gonna not gonna like what we do like i'm sure a lot we talked about this previously is like they're not gonna they're not gonna like what we need to do and if right and to get to where we want to go and if if that's just not going to happen from the beginning it's just not worth it and, yeah. and not worth it for them not worth it for us and i think really a lot of us in business, especially when you're talking about the smaller businesses with the five employees or less, you know, it's like, I want to get all this business. Well, really, that business doesn't do you any good if it's if you're doing it with someone that doesn't appreciate it. And, I, and I'm not saying appreciate. That's not the right word. Someone that's not really helping you to grow by helping them. Right. And because if you are working with the right client, it should be stretching you a bit or or giving doesn't matter. It can be I'm a I'm I'm a contractor, I'm I'm building addition on your house. Mm -hmm. Same thing as as an advisor that a CFO or a CPA or anything else. If your client is not helping you grow and it gets boring and it's just repetitive and it's blah blah blah. Oh. Yeah. 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 I don't want to do it. No, it's not good for either one of you. It's not doing you any good anymore. So I think a lot of people in the smaller businesses get it. It's like, I need the money. Well, everybody needs money. But if you if you really begin to do, as you said, and, and you're doing the right things, the right business will come to you. It will come well, to you. Last year, I guess it was December, my phone rang and it... it wasn't a number that was in my phone and I normally don't answer. I just, I let it go to voicemail. You know, my phone number is all over my website. So yeah. if somebody needs to get a hold of me, you know, they usually leave a message. And this time I decided to answer the phone for some reason, I think because it was fairly local to me and it happened to be a dentist who found me 
online and needed to hire a life coach. And he saw that I had been a hygienist for 20 years. Now he wasn't looking for any business advice at that point. He wanted to get his food, exercise, and mindset in the right place because he was getting older. He was approaching 40, wanted to be in the best shape of his life. And we did a fitness thing together. We did a nutrition thing. Like I said, oh, I'm doing this with you. This is like this is my time of year to do this. So let's go. And I said, someday when we meet in person, you know, I have 15 years on you. So we'll see who can do more push-ups. And he laughed. And he was like, so what else do you do? And we ended up in a conversation about how I work with entrepreneurs. And I said, you're actually my die for dream client, you know, a 37 year old dentist, like who has four offices, sign me up. I said, so if you ever need any business help or any advice, let me know. I'm here for you. Hmm. Yeah. Well, guess what happened? And it's been amazing. Like when I tell you, I mean, that was like intervention Yeah. that he found me and it's been amazing. Yeah, that's great. And that's fun. And that's so fun to have a relationship that I made a difference in his personal life. His wife called me and thanked me. His (laughs) business partner is like, oh, well, I don't want you to consult in our business if he's he's going to be any different personally. I said, no, no, the personal stuff will rub off on you too. And he said, okay. <laughs> you know, because they didn't want to lose that yeah. personal uh, drive and motivation that you get from talking to somebody, even if it's only 15 minutes a week, keeping you on track with your food and your exercise. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so important. It's yeah. so important. Um, it's it's wonderful talking with you, Suzanne. Thank is, you. You too. I mean, it, it is. It it really is. It is. It's so good to be able to, to hear you and see you and and understand <laughs> what you're saying because well because it's real. And and, yeah. and most people most people don't do not get to live a life that they could. Mm-hmm. Because they don't think they can, and they can. They can do it if they just take one step today, another yeah. step tomorrow, and and along the way, throw that crap out of the door. That comparing yourself to anyone else, compare yourself to yesterday, and just keep working on it. And I think that you know, hearing you, the stories that you're telling about how you're helping people is just awesome. And and uh, thank you so much. You're welcome so much. So if people want to get a hold of you, Suzanne, what's the best way to do that? Well, I have some awesome resources on my website. My newest book is there for free. It's a mindfulness guide for entrepreneurs. Uh, SuzanneTaylorLifeCoach.com. And the consulting firm, you can reach me through my life coaching website to get to the business resources as well. So that's really the best place to get on my email list, get on my uh, morning routine builder where I actually help you via email 
create a morning routine that works for you. And it's like a little coaching program via email. So it's really fun. Nice. Nice. Great. Well, thank you so much for stopping by today. You're uh, so welcome. Thanks for having me. Wonderful learning more about you. And I'm sure I, if anyone wants to talk to Suzanne, reach out to her. Um, Suzanne, thanks yeah. again. Thank you. It was so fun. Bye.